0: Hello, coming to you from the United States, more specifically, the great southwest state of Utah. More specifically than that, more central Utah in an undisclosed location. This is Conversations at Midnight. And if you can't tell by my voice, I I think it's getting better but i you know you can still hear the the lingering effects of what is left of my of my flu. Yes, it is the flu, once again, not covid. No virus, no nothing. Just just the flu. Nothing more, nothing less. Just the flu. So today i um as you saw from the title. When it comes to ghosts, it's something that i love going back on. And i think for the As long as the show is going to live, there's always going to be ghosts. Like the episodes. There's probably going to be a ghost episode 2000. (laughs) If I even last that long. Oh my mercy, me. But, for now, there's always just going to be this reoccurring topic of ghosts. Just because I like talking about it. And I I don't know. Maybe it contributes to the idea of I want something more. Or, you know, I, I, I want that proof that maybe that there is something out there. I'm not an atheist. I'm not. I believe in something. That's for sure. Um, I just, at the same time, you can be told a thousand things, and your imagination will run wild. But it's there's certain things that like you you need to see it in in front of you. You know, so I um, yeah. <laughs> this is like a weird example, but it's kind of like. It's kind of like when your friend goes, "Dude, I made I mean $1,000 off that job. Show me." "No way, show me." You know, and like you like play around, and you're like, "No, dude, I want to see it." And um it's not that you don't believe your friend. It's just you just you just need to see it. In a weird way, I guess that's my <laughs> I guess that's my that's my way of wanting to see it. So, I guess when it comes to to spirits, ghosts, anything that has passed over across that veil, um, I, I it, there's something about it that makes me want to just see it and I hear I, mean, I hear all these crazy stories where people go oh man hey I saw um, uh, I saw my grandfather walking down the hallway he looked at me said hey and left when I hear stuff like that I think oh my goodness wouldn't that be amazing so I'm just flabbergasted at the idea that some people have. I don't. I. I wouldn't call it a blessing, more of a gift and a curse. But more people get the opportunity to to experience that. That's all I. As as weird as it sounds, that's all I want. I want something that I can see with my own eyes, like my own experience. That's definitive proof, one thousand percent. This is it. This is not it. Because, you know, you can look on YouTube all day long. But there's always going to be that unfortunate thought in the back of your mind. Going, oh, but what if they're faking? They're probably faking. No way. I want to make that staple for me. That what you're going to get is the solid truth. Through and through, you know. But that's a different conversation, you know, whenever I start going to these weird locations. And I start, you know, from different state to state in the United States. And I start going to these places. And if I get something, hey, I get something, but if I don't, I don't. You know, I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to cuz I don't see the point in doing that. Listen, hey, either there's something there, or there's or there's not. You know. Like um like one of my goals hopefully soon, hopefully really soon, I can pull this off. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. One of my goals is to actually make it to the Overlook Hotel or the Stanley Hotel uh, that was featured in The Shining. It's a it's quite a drive away, but I know for most people it's way further, or uh, than it is to me. So if I go there, you know, like if I go there and I get some activity, then you know that it's the truth. You know, I'm not gonna. I don't like the idea of planting. Why? Because there's people like me and my friend, the the guest I had on the show, Wednesday. You know, there's people like him and I who, who want that visual proof. Or who want something that we can go, no, that was the real McCoy. That was it. That was the real deal. Because there's nothing worse than you wanting some sort of proof, some sort of sign. And then you have this kid... With spiky hair, uh, frosted tips, wearing 5,000 bracelets on his arm, talking about how he saw a ghost, and it's a woman shaking her buttocks. You know what I mean? Like, that's so annoying to me. It's like, why do you have to fake it? Why do you have to, like, you know, do this over-the-top, dramatic, theatrical... Uh, ruse on people when when all they want is just is just to see something because some people are also going through a sense of grief i actually knew a girl back back in miami she was atheist she didn't have a firm belief in things someone close to her passed away so she went on this hunt and she knew that i was into this stuff so she would call me and ask me all these questions and the sole point of it was to have some sort of proof that can persuade her off her atheism. In hopes that one day she can be reunited with that person again. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Is you want that proof to know that there is indeed an, an afterlife. And I hate, I, I, I despise the idea of faking it. You know, hey, can you go to this haunted house and see if there's any ghosts? Sure! I walk in there. I go in, and if I get nothing, I get nothing. Sorry, sorry. I don't, sorry to go on that tangent. It's just I. I, oh, I don't like it when people do that. So that's why I I, I will always come back to ghosts because it's such a fascinating thing for me, and that I feel like if if anything had to be more close to being real, because you know everything that I talk about is up for speculation. There's always the argument whether it's not real. And I feel like out of all the things that I have talked about in the past as of right now, because in the future, I think I'm going to talk about true crime. And there's nothing more that can get as real as that. But as of right now, I don't think there's anything in the past episodes that I've talked about that is more real than the idea of ghosts, you know? I think out of everything that I've spoken about, aliens and ghosts are probably the most most realistic. I know people are going, "Aliens? Extraterrestrials?" Yes, I really do think that there's something out there. Anyway. So yeah, so sorry if, you know, if you see ghosts and you go, "Oh my gosh, we're doing ghosts again." Yes, we are. And we're going to keep doing them. Now. I and I was going to have something planned I was going to have something planned and, you know, have this whole shebang. And I just, you know, I wasn't feeling it. And I don't like forcing a conversation. I don't like forcing the subject. Like, if I feel like it's not the right time to do it, I'm not going to force myself to do it. It's not organic. It's not natural. It doesn't flow right, in my opinion. And that's that's a good pro tip for life. I've been in thousands, hundreds of thousands... I don't know about millions, but hundreds of thousands of conversations. Because I just like talking to people. Although I don't like people. (laughs) Which that's that's a conundrum in itself. I don't like people. But I like talking to people. But I digress. The point of that is I've learned in conversations, let it be natural. Don't force anything. Don't pressure anything. Let it come. And it'll happen. That subject that you want to talk about with so and so, either you tell them, "Hey, when can we get the time to talk about this?" Okay, that's one way. Or just let it happen on its own, you know. Um, and that's nice. It's so nice when it happens on its own. So that's what I try to implement with 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 the podcast. Is I try to make it feel so organic, so not that it's not forced. You know, it's not pushed, uh, down your throat, so, I sat here, I had this whole, I had these stack of papers, as you can tell, those are, that, that's them, I had this stack of papers for this one subject, that I'm probably gonna do next week now, or next week, prior to this episode, which is why I, um, <laughs> sorry for the scheduling conflict, um, I, I usually upload every Tuesday, Uh, But it it, it would appear that this episode will be going up Friday the 4th. And that's that's something I guess I should say. If I don't upload on a Tuesday, and if it doesn't come out on that Wednesday, it's going to be Friday. I'm going to skip Thursday, and it's going to go straight Friday. Because I like Fridays. Fridays are nice. (laughs) Now, I sat there and I thought, you know what, man, I would really love to do this topic, but... I don't know, I, I just feel like talking about ghosts is nice. So, here I am, talking about it, just because I feel like it's it's good. So without further ado, sorry for the long introduction, or the long ramble I did in the beginning. Let's jump right into this. Go ahead, um, pause it, pause the podcast, you know what to do. You get the candles, you know what I'm saying, you go light it up. If you're camping, get snuggy. Sit back in that in that chair, or if you're in the sleeping bag, enjoy yourself in the sleeping bag, you know. To my truckers, to my truckers and road trippers, wherever you may be in the world, whether that is America, the UK, Ireland, hey, I see you, Ireland, I, I appreciate the following. I really appreciate you all. My Australians. I actually oh my gosh. Recently I actually just got um um I actually got some blips on the radar when it comes to Australia. So that's really cool, huh? So let's give a big round of applause to Australia. Welcome aboard, welcome. But my truckers, wherever you may be, whether that is Australia. I want you to know that uh, that I appreciate you guys who are those, those road warriors. I appreciate you all. I said it once in the past. I think I said it a few times in the past, actually. My uncle, for a while, was a truck driver, always away from home. And you don't ever see that side of the truck driver life. I mean, I know some people can do it and some can't. My poor uncle had kids at home, like five kids at home. And he had to leave them a lot, you know. There was times where he would cry to my dad, you know, saying that he, he doesn't know if he can keep doing this because every time he comes home, his kids are older and older. They're they've grown a lot, and he doesn't understand it. So he ended up leaving. Um, but I'll tell you this: I really appreciate you all for the things that you do. I'm sure it's not easy, and uh, yeah. So thank you guys, my truckers. Keep that wheel steady, please. Don't fall asleep. I understand that my voice can be a little soothing and melodic. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I actually don't. I don't know if that's even a thing. Sometimes I feel like whenever I speak, dogs howl. But that's just me. But please keep keep that wheel steady. You know, if you feel tired, if you if you feel like you can't listen to the podcast without feeling drowsy, turn off the podcast. It's no offense to me. Listen to it later. Listen to it when you're at a hotel or something. You know just don't do it now. So, are your candles lit? You ready? Let's go. I I I want to start off with some with some calmer news. Some slower, you know, quieter on just something that I thought would be really cool for you guys to take a whiff at this. So, a few a few episodes ago many episodes ago I can't believe it I'm on episode 14 wow so a few episodes ago probably episode 4 5 I don't remember the episode number but it was when I did my black magic when I talked about witches and things like that right uh, ones who who delve into the dark arts and I printed a story talking about the witch of Yazoo and I I printed it on paper because I don't I don't know I I I like the feeling of of holding papers in my hand and I have a story in front of me it makes it more official more professional you know so I was I printed the I printed the story and I prepped for that episode I recorded I did my thing the papers are still here I'm I'm actually looking at them right now and I printed it. The podcast episode came out. I went about my life, whatever. I think it was probably about three to four days after the initial episode was released. So the episode's already over. Now, before I jump in, one last thing, the printer. It's one of those printers that you can print over the Wi-Fi or plug it in. I plugged it in. No Wi-Fi. So the podcast episode is over. I'm going about my life. One day, I was uh, I was sitting in the living room, and I could hear the printer turn on and start printing. Now, the house that I live in, there are other occupants, and I thought, oh, okay, it you know, it was so and so printing from the office, and he's just trying to get some papers. I realized that he was at work, so I thought, oh, maybe he printed from work, you know, because of the connectivity thing so I thought maybe he was printing from work and when he gets home he's gonna grab his papers well at this point I was already prepping for another podcast episode so I thought well I'm gonna need that printer in a little bit so let me move the papers and whatnot so I went to go move it but there's somebody else leaving the kitchen because the printer is at the (laughs) because the (laughs) that was my cat I don't know if you heard him the printer is located when you're leaving the kitchen in like this. It's not the living room. It's like this open space next to the kitchen and living room. I don't know how to. I. I it's not a foyer, but that's what I want to call it. But it's not like a secondary living room. I don't know if that makes any sense. It's like an L shape. I don't know. Anyway, so that's where the printer is. So the person leaving the kitchen's like, "I got it. It's okay, Tuesday." I said, "Sure, awesome." So he goes, grabs the papers, and I and I could hear him in the other room as I was sitting on the couch, and he goes, huh. "Wow, that's weird." And I'm like, "What's that, brother?" And he goes, "Huh, I don't know. He printed something called the Witch of Yazoo." And I stopped and I looked over and I was like, "What?" And he says, yeah, no, he's printing something called the Witch of Yazoo. He's like, what a weirdo. And I went, well, OK, well, hold on though. <laughs> First of all, I printed that like five days ago. And number two, he's not a weirdo, because if he's a weirdo, then that makes me a weirdo. And I don't want to be a weirdo. Actually, I don't care if I am. But I looked at him and I said, what? And he walks over with the papers and I said, "No, no, that's mine. And he goes, oh, well, here you go. He didn't know about the Witch of Yazoo because he doesn't listen to my podcast. Not that he doesn't want to. He just, he's really busy with life. The person leaving the kitchen. Let's call him Steve. Or Mike. Let's call him Mike. Let's call him Little Mike. And Little Mike, you know, is, you know, he stares at me and he's like, huh. Oh, okay, well, that's weird. I go, yeah, Mike, maybe it was a glitch. We both looked at each other, assumed it was a glitch, and went about our day. I prep the next podcast, I I record the next, this is the podcast right after Black Magic, this is the one right after the Black Magic episode, and I thought, you know, I gotta print some more, I gotta do some more things, whatnot, I have a, I have a car, and it's a 1971 Volkswagen Transporter, so it's a hippie bus, Uh, and except for the windshield being a split window. It's called the bay window, so it's just one giant glass. Very much how cars are nowadays. But back then, a lot of cars were transitioning around that period from split windows to bay windows. And that was the car that was beginning to transition. One of them, at least. That was beginning to transition off from split to bay. That's some fun car history in case you want to impress somebody, you know. But, I... Around this time, I had to renew the registration. Uh, I don't know how it is in other countries, and I don't pretend to know I know everything. So I don't know how it is in other countries, but for the U.S., you would have to renew uh, your registration for your license plates and things like that. Stuff like that. So I, um, I I was in the process of doing that so I can have my bus road legal. So on some point, I actually printed off a temporary license plate type thing that you just put on the back of your car, and if a police officer sees it, then you're not in trouble. He understands the process. So I I already printed the registration. So I already printed something else at this point. Then I printed something else for the show before that. And then, of course, I had the person that also lives here is printing off other things. So, you know, I, I there's so many things that are being re like printed way past the story of the Witch of Yaza, right? I think it was a week and a half after the first first initial print. And I'm sitting I was sitting downstairs in the basement. I was doing something in the basement and I heard the printer kick on. You know, when it makes that joo, 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 sound. <laughs> Sorry for my sound effects. But you know, you know like that weird sound that it makes. So I thought, Oh my goodness. I'm like, but there's what I go upstairs and I look and it's printing and I walk over and it printed the printer on its own printed about three different copies of the witch of Yazoo, three separate ones of, of the witch of Yazoo in one sitting. I didn't, obviously I didn't activate it. I didn't print that out. If some people say, but maybe it's an error. Look, if it's an error, you know, if it decided to print on its own because that was the last thing I printed, I understand. But that wasn't the last thing that I printed. Four or five other things were printed off way after I printed The Witch of Yazoo. So a few days after that, it prints it off again. And and one of the people that, that are here with me grabbed the stack of papers and looked at it and was like, it did it again. And he ran over to me, and he handed me the papers. So now I have—I think I have, like, eight copies of The Witch of Yazoo somewhere. And, of course, you know, it, it, it didn't keep going. It it ended there, but for probably about a month. Maybe if I had to, like, condense it, I'll probably say, like, once, once a week for a month, that story would print itself. And it was very unsettling. Because I, I don't know what to make of it, you know? I know some people will just chalk it up to as a as as an error, which is fine. I understand that. But the idea is that it that that it printed itself way after other things have been printed, you know. And this isn't some high-tech printer. I know it's like, "But well, you can print things over the internet." Yeah, but that's as fancy as it gets. Otherwise, that thing looks like it it, it, it should have been killed off years ago, you know. But no, it's still kicking. It's still doing its thing. Like, there's nothing more to it. So, you know, it's nothing fancy. It's not like, well, maybe it has a saved setting where you can go back and... uh, It does. It does have, uh, like, that kind of setting. Because I messed around with it after it started to print all this. It does have that setting, but only for the one previous print. Not the previous 10 or 5. It was the, It's only one previous print. It saves the previous print. Only one save file. If you print something else, the original will be overwritten. And now it's that new page that it will save. So somehow it went back five to six prints ago and printed out things. And more specifically, it was The Witch of Yazoo. So it's a little interesting. So I have these stack of papers. That I think I might, I might. The reason why I like this so much <laughs> is because it's like, to me, as cheesy or stupid as it sounds, to me, that's like an artifact, you know? Like, I, I, I have this artifact now. This weird, unnatural artifact that came from my own, my own doing. So, I guess what I, and what I was going to say before I, left a tangent just to say this is I think I might do something fun with it like maybe because I have like six copies five copies I don't know um I think I may do something when like my audience grows a little more I think and if everybody's okay with it I think I might do some sort of giveaway where I'll give like I'll probably put it in a frame and everything and I'll try to mail it to you you know, if like you win or something. You know, I'm, I'm, I may do a scary story contest. Like where you tell me your scariest stories. And I'll and whoever has the best ones, I'll probably select five of them. And hand it out. Maybe autograph it. I don't know. I'm thinking way ahead into the future. Excuse me for that rambling. But yeah, so I, I, I thought that would be a really cool story to open up with. And... There's other small things in my in my life that I've experienced. I never experienced anything huge. I have to talk to my mother, which I need her on the show. I need my mom on the show really bad. But, you know, there's, there's other things, small things that I've experienced. And I guess that's the focus of today. Small things like that, where the printer goes off, nothing. You know, it's not like anyone was crawling on the ceiling. No, no, no. It was just the idea that this is a little weird and I don't know how to explain it. And going along that theme for today's ghost episode, I want to talk to you. He's probably gonna have a grin on his face right now. I'm gonna to talk to you about Wednesday's house. Wednesday, um, Wednesday, and I were for many years pen pals, if you will. We played online video games together. We we did a lot. We never met in person as kids. We were we were strictly internet pen pals, if you will. <clears throat> just online friends. And we got to know each other on a very personal level. He was actually my first kiss. <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> I should edit it out, but I'm not going to because it's funny. Um, no, we just got to know each other on a personal scale because we have a lot in common, like an insane amount in common. He, Wednesday, actually has a really thrilling evp out of the two of us he was like the first one to get the equipment for this you know i loved talking about it and so did he but i think i think it's fair to speak for the both of us when i say i talked about it more but man he he was the first one out of the both of us to go feet first into this field of like paranormal hunting and research and things like that way before I did, like, because, you know, I was, I was too poor to, to get anything like that, I didn't, I didn't have an allowance, you know, the, the only allowance I had, and I saw this on the internet, and I thought it was funny, the only allowance I had was that my parents allowed me to live there, that's, that's the only allowance that I, that I really had, but him, you know, he earned allowance, he, you know, he did things, and it's just a culture thing, I think, you know, because it's not really common in Hispanic families, at least that, the Hispanic families I've met, including mine, Obviously, but for him, you know, he had an allowance and things like that to the point where, you know, he worked enough to obtain certain items. And one of the things he bought was a voice recorder that was, uh, for that time, really popular in the paranormal field. So he actually has this really cool EVP of him asking for someone's name. And you and you heard it. You heard it. I heard it, he heard it, his mom heard it, you know, when you listen back to, to the audio. It's it's a girl. It's a little girl saying Claudia. And it was really unsettling, you know. And once again, you don't have to believe it. I don't care if you don't. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm trying to be the pinnacle of truth when it comes to all these things. And I and I heard that. Now, <laughs> some people go, going, well, do you think he's faking? No, I don't because he's just like me. He just wants real honesty. And if it, nothing happened, then he'll tell me, "Ah, eh, nothing happened. Like, him and I messed around with with a Ouija board. I know it's like, oh my gosh, you've summoned Satan. No, no. Just hear me out. <laughs> that's what we thought was going to happen. And I won't lie, we had a death wish. Because I think, I think that's what we wanted that night. We wanted something crazy to happen. But no, later, we did the Ouija board. I think we got... Within I think we did it for an hour and a half. We got one reply. And it was a very disgruntled yes. And I know it's like, why disgruntled? That planchette that that was on our fingertips, that thing struggled to get to yes. It was like they didn't want to say yes to us. But it was like fine, I you know, I'll throw in a bone. And it was like this super struggled yes. Now I'll tell you this though. When that was sliding to yes, let me <laughs> let me tell you, that was one of the weirdest experiences. Like j- just that feeling, that something is actually tugging on that board. That's not him or I. We we even did the um, we even did the classic. Was that you? No. Is that you? No. And we went back and forth saying, "Stop doing it. Stop." You know. But no, it slid to yes, and that's all we got. So. I know people have had weird experiences with the Ouija board, but I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, we we didn't get that. Now tell me if I'm lying, you know? That's what I mean. I'm not gonna lie to you. Listen, if we got Cthulhu himself coming through the board, tentacles and everything, i tell you. I'd tell you how I don't know how we lived to tell the tale, but I, I will tell you that, that, that that's what happened. You know? If a ghost... Um, Rubbed my shoulders in a seductive way. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. So, digress. Yeah, so he has a beautiful EVP. And I'm saying that part because it's been known that his house has had some really weird activity. And I think as the years go on, the weirder it gets. And I'm going to tell you my experiences that happened at his house. He already knows this. or, Or at least he should remember this. I went to see him. The first time I actually saw Wednesday in the flesh, in person, was... Was 2017. It was, uh... Ooh, had to be like maybe May. May of 2017, I believe. And then the second time I met him in person was August of 2018. I went and saw him out for, uh... For his birthday. His birthday's in August. Mine is in July. So... We're both Leos, if that helps anybody. I don't do the astrology thing. Doesn't mean, if that, hey, if that's your provocative, then that's your provocative. Uh, I just, I, I don't do that. But if that helps, we're both Leos. So I went to see him out for his birthday. And, which that was like a surprise. He had no idea that I was coming. I talked to his mom privately about it. You know, we went back and forth on that. And, but yeah, so I went to see him. I don't, I don't want to, I don't. Did he ever say this? To- oh, he did. Okay, yeah. He's from Missouri. That's what... Because we talked about that in the Bigfoot um, episode. Or no, the weird things in the woods. So he's from Missouri. So I went to see him over there. I flew from from Miami to Missouri to see him. And so we hung out and stuff. Really cool experience. He has this... Uh, he has a friend named Tyler. And Tyler listens to the show from time to time. So Tyler, if you listen to this... Uh, I'm not saying this to schmooze you, I'm being honest. Um He has a friend over there named Tyler. Great guy. I mean he, when I thought I, I won't lie. <laughs> I thought that they're gonna be like, you know, a little weird with me, because it's like, oh, so this is this is the chump you met for all those years, you know. But no, they were really nice about that. So really cool guy. So Tyler, you're a stellar guy. Um so I went to stay at his house. I think this was the second time I was there. So this is 2018. 2018, August of 2018. He went to work. He was working at, a, at Walgreens, I believe. At a Walgreens. He doesn't work there anymore. But he was working at a Walgreens and he said, Hey, I have to go to work. I'll be back at like 2. I said, totally fine, brother. His parents both had a job, so they both left. So I was at his house alone in this nice big house. Okay, it wasn't huge, but he has a really nice house. It's actually a really cute, gorgeous home. Um it's humble. It's a humble house. But I was in this house alone. It was a lot bigger than mine at that time. I woke up at some point towards the afternoon. It was like maybe 11:40 uh, or maybe just at noon. And I just I do this thing. Usually when I wake up, I just sit there in bed for like 10 minutes or I get my phone and I look at the text that usually my mom sends me. And so I um, I was laying in bed, and I remember this so clearly. I was laying in bed, and I wasn't on my phone this time. I was just looking up at the ceiling, thinking about life in general, the ups, the downs, the future. And fun, fun fact about that. <laughs> Around this time, I actually had thoughts of creating a podcast. I should have done it then. But you know what? There's a time and reason for everything. But, you know, staring up at the ceiling and Wednesday, when they when they enter Wednesday's home, when the family does, they usually come through the garage, not the front door. They usually just come right through the garage and that door that leads from the garage to the kitchen. He has a door that leads there. And so you you always hear it. And, you know, it kind of like shakes the house a little bit. And so, um, I was laying on, I was laying on my back, looking at the ceiling and you can hear the initial doom from like someone opening the door and then, and then you hear it close. So I sat up and I went, Oh my gosh. So I sat up and I thought, I thought it was, it was Wednesday's mom coming in, you know, with some groceries. And I thought, okay, you know, let me go help her or at least let me, let me not be rude. Let me say hi. And so, I opened the door, and I, I was about to go downstairs, and I heard walking, like you could hear literal footsteps, and I'm not talking like these light taps that you assume is someone walking. No, 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 genuine heel toe walking. And so I like lift, I like, I put my head over the railing, and I was like, hello. And it was just silence. And the and the walking stopped completely. And I went, hello? Mrs. Wednesday? And it was just silence. I don't want to say his last name. But I was like, Mrs. Wednesday? Mr. Wednesday? Because I, I thought maybe perhaps his dad came home early. Silence. So at this point, I'm thinking, oh, snap. There's a... Someone's trying to rob this place. So I went downstairs. Doo, 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 doo. And I was, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I'm telling you, I was like in fight mode. I was ready to throw, I was ready to throw down. I was ready to get down with the get down, you know? And I, I walk over and I peek around the corner towards the kitchen. Nothing, not a soul, not a sound, not a sight. And I go, no way, impossible. So I start, you know, I, I start checking that house. I didn't just go, okay, well, what if the burglar was hiding? No, no, I checked that house, son. I went all over the place. I was looking up and down, left, right, Nick, Cranny, Corner. They have a cat. They have a cute little cat called Lily. She's a calico. That cat does not do heel-toe action walking. But I saw her, and she was chilling. You know, she didn't say anything. She was just relaxing near the window. But that was it. Just the cat. It was me and Lily. I even ch- I can't believe I'm saying this. I even checked the basement. yes, I did. I went right downstairs and I checked that cold concrete basement. nothing, not no one, not a thing, and they don't have a furnished little basement I'm t- it's just pure it's just pure concrete, unfurnished, standard as it gets, and I thought, get out of town. So I went upstairs, ran into the room, closed the door, and I'm like, "No way!" Fifteen minutes later, I hear the same thing: door open, gook, someone comes out. You can hear the footsteps. I, hello, not a sound. Sa- I, I, I sprinted downstairs. Nothing, no one, nothing, zilch. Ran upstairs again. Sat in the room. I heard and probably about another twenty minutes. I heard the same thing. And this time, I could hear a voice. Tuesday, are you awake, honey? <laughs> She's such a doll. Oh, Mrs. Wednesday, such a doll. But I, I, I opened the door. I'm like, hello. When I hear, hey, sweetie, I, 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 I brought you some Culvers. Culvers is a hamburger place. Anyway, I was like, what? So I go downstairs, I look at her, I'm like, were you here earlier? She goes, no, why? I'm like, oh, nothing. Eh, nothing. I'm like, was Mr. Wednesday here? No, I don't think so. No, he was at work the whole time, because we've been texting all day. And I sat there, and I'm like, oh, okay. Why, sweetie? Oh, nothing. (laughs) Just me being crazy. I never had the the heart to tell her. Which, in hindsight, now I should tell her, because apparently, uh, under recent events... There has been a lot of activity in Wednesday's home and he, you know, he calls me from time to time and he goes, oh my gosh, man, apparently my mom thinks either there's a burglar in the house or something's up because I think he said that there's been like from time to time stuff has gone missing. Nothing crazy, nothing like their flat screen TV, but like their car keys will vanish or if they had a like a soda can and you leave it on the counter and you come back, it's gone. And it's just, they don't know. And his mom, I keep saying Mrs. Wednesday. I should say Mama Wednesday. Mama Wednesday. She says that she swears she hears footsteps and she she hears a lot of movement. I think at one point, I, don't quote me on this, I'm probably going to get it wrong. But I think at one point she told Wednesday... That she heard, like, not running, but, like, fast-paced walking upstairs when she was in the kitchen. And the room above the kitchen is her bedroom. So she ran upstairs. And and let me tell you, Mama Wednesday don't play. She has, she has guns galore. That whole family does. I mean, God bless America, but I'm telling you, guns galore. Rifles, shotguns, pistol, beautiful handgun. Oh, Wednesday's dad has a gorgeous chrome handgun. So it's beautiful. But actually I don't know if it's chrome, it's more like of a of a silver. If it is chrome, then it needs it needs a good polish. But beautiful gun. Oh, gorgeous. Anyway, I digress. The American in me came out really bad, huh? But you know, she has guns galore, so she's you know, she's up there toting a pistol. Not a soul. Not a soul. And it's just, it's just things like that where you know, listen. It, it some people go, "Well, oh, it was the house creaking." Okay, hey, I'm gonna give you that. You know, there's some sounds that some people go, "I heard a demon." No, that was just, unfortunately, that was, that was just your house creaking in or you know, settling in, if you will. Um, but that when you hear literal footsteps, I'm t- I'm telling you, what I heard sounded like a man with boots. Walking on that floor, just dunk dunkum, dunkum. I, i I It was enough that it fooled my brain in believing that there was a genuine human being in that kitchen. And that's something I feel like not many people like to point out. This isn't a sound where you convince yourself of it. No, 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 no. It's a sound that your brain automatically gets convinced of. And that's the deception. That's what's creepy, Right. Because it, because it's not that you hear like a, like a tap, like a little bing, and you go, huh? What was that? And then your brain starts flipping through the rolodex of ideas, of what it is. No, no, no. This is something that when you hear it, your brain doesn't have to flip through the rolodex. It's, it's second nature. Your brain identifies it. Oh, that's somebody walking through. Sweet, you know. Oh, don't know. That's a human being. In my case, it was automatic. Oh dude, that's, that's Wednesday's dad. That's, that's Papa Wednesday. Nope. (laughs) Not a soul in that place. And that's, that's the creepiness. That's the, you know, that's the weird feeling. That's the part that I don't like that, that I, I, I feel like not many people are noticing or acknowledging. This isn't something small, you know, if you're a skeptic, Because, you know, you've had friends who, I don't know, who heard a light tap and they go, look, see, it's haunted. Then, of course, I don't blame you for being skeptic. But, no offense, you're skeptic for the wrong reason. Because until you have a day, and I've heard crazy stories, but until you have a day where you're sitting at home, and you, you know, you hear genuine footsteps... Oh, you're just imagining it or you're hallucinating or you No, no, no. It's not just an audio thing. It's not just a sound thing. You could literally feel the vibrations of somebody walking. So you have the sound, you have the feel, but you have no visual. And that I I don't I don't know what to explain. There's a story I heard on Art Bell. It's it's one of my favorites. But there's a story I heard on Art Bell's Ghost to Ghost AM. I don't know the year, probably '95, maybe. And this woman called in, and I'm gonna make you know, I'm not gonna bore you with the details about that. But this woman called in, talking about a story that she experienced. Art said, "Well, go ahead and give it a shot, and we'll we'll judge it for ourselves." Because she sat there and she's like, "I don't know if it's scary, but she says that um, that she's living in the house that she grew up in." Um, She grew up in the house, and she ended up living there as an adult because her, uh, I think her mother passed away. Her father has been dead for years, things like that. She said one day she was laying down to sleep on the couch. She was tired, took a nap on the couch, and she said she woke up. She doesn't know how much time went by, but she said she woke up to talking to someone speaking. And she said that she had the blanket like covering her face. So she opened up her one eye that was not being covered. And she said that she saw a man standing in her kitchen. Talking on the phone. The phone in the kitchen. There's before cell phones now. You know, you got to understand that. And she says, she's staring at him. Red beard. Baseball hat. Just a big burly of a man. And he's on the phone talking to somebody. And she, and she says, you know, honestly, like, I wish, I wish I was focusing on what he was saying. But I was so scared that my brain didn't want to think of the idea of what he was talking about. So she said that she was so scared that she, you know, she's thinking that this is an intruder. And in her home, she's thinking that this is an intruder. So she, she says that as he's on the phone, she starts looking around and she sees a pair of scissors on the coffee table. About a foot away from her. So she starts sneaking her hand. Little by little. Inching it. Inching her hand closer and closer. To grabbing the scissors. And then she hears the man say. Okay. Hope you have a good day. Goodbye. And she panicked. And she pretended that she was sleeping again. So. She says that he sees him. Walk from the kitchen. To the living room. Cuts the corner. And walks right through a wall. Goes right through a wall. And ends up in the outside world. And vanishes. She sits up. Panics. Oh my gosh. Runs throughout the house. Everything's missing. Nothing's missing. No. Everything's fine. Everything's golden. So so she thinks. Well. Oh my, well maybe I was just hallucinating. Right? Hey. I'm just hallucinating. Later that day, she ended up calling her doctor. She started talking to the doctor about something. I think she's having some sort of illness or something. Nothing, nothing fatal. But the doctor goes, "Oh no, it's totally fine." I actually spoke to uh, spoke to the gentleman that's in your home earlier th- uh, earlier in the afternoon. She goes, "What gentleman?" She goes, "I don't know. I think his name was Paul. That's not the real name. I forgot the real name, but I'm gonna say Paul." She, and he goes. Uh, oh no! He he said his name was Paul, and she stops and she goes, "Paul, there's no one here by the name of Paul." And she and he goes, "No, no, no! His name's Paul." She goes, "Sir, the only person that lived here that was named Paul was my father, but he died when I was really young." And the you know and she's like and the guy on the phone goes, "No, no! He told me his name was Paul." She goes, "Sir, I'm telling you, he died years ago." Paul has not lived here for many years, so you must have got someone wrong. And, you know, he says the name, how he sounded, and she goes, that sounds like some like stuff that my dad would say, but I don't know. Anyway, she sat there and she's like, maybe that was my dad. I think she said later on she found a picture of what her dad looked like when he was young, and it was the man standing in the kitchen on the phone, and the, and the same guy who walked at the wall. That's the part... That I'm talking about. Oh, hallucination. How do you... Who's hallucinating that? Is there some sort of mass mass hallucination happening to the guy on the phone? To the doctor on the phone? Because it's one thing if she saw it, saw him talking to somebody on the phone, but nothing came of it. But no. But no, he was literally speaking to the doctor. This woman's um, father, who had passed on many, many moons ago. He's speaking to a doctor. And the man is none the wiser. He has no idea what's happening. Let that sink in for just a little bit. Oh, that's so odd. Oh, it's so chilling. Things like that. Like, that is the stuff. That's that's the unexplainable. Because you can sit there and talk about it all day long. and No, no. Oh, well, then the woman had to be lying. Why? Why Why is it that human beings always have to jump to such negative thoughts? You know what I mean? Just because it doesn't make sense in your head. Oh, then then you're a liar. Why? Why can't you accept the idea that maybe, maybe it's real? Well, because I believe in science and I... Be- Come on. even Even from time to time, science is dead wrong. And I will argue about that with you. There's certain things that you just can't, especially, you know, scientists, the medical field. I actually was talking to a doctor. Well, he wasn't a doctor at that time. So at that time he was, he was just a nurse, but I, but I think he, I think he has a doctorate now and he's doing his thing in the medical field. But I was talking to him a long time ago. I would, uh, in high school, there's this one class, it was my second hour of high school. I ended up skipping her class a lot because I couldn't. I didn't like her. Don't skip class, but I did. <laughs> and I remember I went to this one teacher in particular, Mr. Black. That's not his name. I'm just gonna call him Mr. Black. I actually went over. Actually, you know, I, I mean, it's just his last name, Mr. White. That was his name, Mr. White. And I remember I sat in his in his class. Cause his second hour is was his break. Like he didn't have a class for second hour, so I would just skip there. I'd go there and I'd skip class and I'd sit in his, in his room, and we ended up talking. We ended up having like a nice conversation with each other, and I and then I ended up going back more and more. So there was this one time I was skipping class like usual, just just my second hour, nothing else. But I was skipping class. I sat in his. In his class and we were talking and I looked at him and I was like, I'm like, do you believe in God? You know, since you work in, you know, the medical field and all that, it's like really focused on, you know, the miracle of modern medicine, which is backed up by a lot of science and research. I'm like, so I'm like, do you believe in God or anything? And he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to tell you the secret that no one wants to tell you. If you work in the medical field, you, you believe in God. And I said, Really? And he goes, Absolutely. And um he says, I, I, I have not met a person who worked in the medical field that has not believed in God. And if they say that they're an atheist, then they're stubborn and they refuse to believe it. But they've had proof enough to know that there is an afterlife and that there is indeed a God. So I told him, I said, Well, how about how about you tell me? How about you tell me your um your best story? And he goes, Okay, he said he was probably about a few months into his nursing job, and he said that uh, there was a there was a patient it was a it, it, was, it was a man, he was a husband and a father, and he was dying. He had this uh, this illness, and it was taking him quick. His daughter and his wife were at the hospital, the patients they were at the hospital. And he started crashing. And so, you know, they had to get rushed out of the room as he's crashing, you know, the beeping, you know, like in the shows, the beep, 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 beep. And he's saying that they tried 10, 15 minutes to bring him back. Nothing. That man died. And he says, you know, they stopped. The doctor, the the doctor of that wing or the, of, the, of that patient literally called it. Time of death and everything. Five ten minutes go by. The, the The man is dead on that on that bed. As the minutes are going by, him and another nurse look at each other and go. So, do you want to tell the family? Because the doctor had to leave. The doctor had to go to another patient that was probably dying as well. <laughs> so, Mister White looks over. At the other nurse and goes, do you want to do it? She goes, I really don't want to. Can you please do it? And he's like, okay. <sighs> Fine. So at this point, he's like, the guy has been dead for 10 minutes. And he goes, so at this point, you know, I walk over to the family. I go, you know, I'm so sorry. We did everything that we could. He unfortunately has passed. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. And he says that the daughter and the wife hit the hit the floor on their knees and they start begging he says that the wife lifts her head and arms towards towards the sky in this case it's the ceiling but lifts her arms and head towards the ceiling and cries in the name of Jesus Christ please please don't take him from us and she's crying the daughter's begging please and they essentially um submit themselves to to their savior if you will and they plead and they say we will go to church every sunday you know they start making deals right and the nurse runs out the other nurse the woman that he didn't that didn't want to uh the one that didn't want to tell the family about anything she runs out goes "Mr. White." and he looks over and she goes "I need you in here fast." and he sprints in there and the man is sitting up on that bed alive like nothing happened and he's like "where's where where is my family?" and they come in they hug him they rejoice They embrace each other. That man left the hospital healthy as an ox. The illness gone. Vanished. Mr. White to this day goes, That turned me in from a skeptic that there is an afterlife or that there is a that there is a higher power into a firm believer. He goes, There is no science to back that up. That man was dead for ten minutes. No blood flow to the brain, no oxygen to the brain, nothing. No sense of brain damage. No 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 complications. No nothing. That man, it's like that ten minutes didn't exist. Isn't that odd? How does that even happen? How do you even begin? I'm I'm sure that there's someone who's gonna go, Actually there's a condition where I, I'm just listen. If even the doctor herself or himself, I think it was a woman, even the doctor herself was like, hey, eh, no, dude, it's over. And then you're gone for 10 minutes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to think of that. I don't I don't even know what to say. Anyway. <laughs> On that high note, <laughs> I, uh, I want to thank you. Unfortunately. It's around the time that this conversation comes to a close. The sun is setting, if you will. Once again, I want to apologize for the late upload. Uh, this is something I did on the fly, because uh, the topic that I wanted to do this week wasn't... It wasn't right time. So, it might be next week, or it might not. Don't know yet. But, uh, I just... This is a quick upload I'm doing. Uh, so... To wrap everything up, I just want to say thank you. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. It actually means a lot to me. I uh, my the plans that I was talking about getting the car, hitting the road, going to different places. It might be happening a lot sooner than I actually thought. For the first time, not for the first time, but for the very few times in my life, my my plans are actually coming through. So it's actually kind of cool. But I digress point is is thank you so much for listening you all are sensational um i like always please email me if you have a story if you want to or if if you just want to send some 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 love mail some fan mail you can do that but please write me send me send me some good juicy stories tell me about yourself send send me some good stories at stories at midnight at yahoo.com. Stories, I'm gonna spell it out. S T O R I E S A T M I D N I G H T at Yahoo.com. Y A H O O dot That is stories at midnight at yahoo.com please write me. It'll be great. It will be in the description. If you don't want to spell it out on your own, just copy and paste it. But it'll be in the description for you all. I look I, I I'm looking forward to when I start getting a constant flow of emails sent to me. That'll be really exciting, really cool. Um the bees and if you will. Thank you so much once again. I, I, I can say it all day long, but thank you all. This has been conversations at midnight coming to you from the great southwest state of utah thank you so much and wherever you may be in which part of the world i hope you have a good morning good afternoon good evening and a good night thank you exciting.